Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saltalamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Can I tell you how great spring training is? It's great. It's great. It's great in so many ways, but it's particularly great in Arizona when you can get a ton of stuff done. What a day. All right. Mike Hazen's the main point of this podcast, the main focus, the main figure of this podcast today, the one that you should rate, the one you should review, the one that you should tell people to subscribe to. Baseball isn't boring. Sat down with Mike Hazen, team president for the Arizona Diamondbacks for a good 25 minutes, and it was once again Awesome. But let me tell you a little bit about the day, all right? Because I, people, I think people would want to hear about how the, the sausage is made a little bit. In Arizona, you can get a lot of stuff done, much more than you can get done in Florida. Florida, everything's a drive. You're going to have one, maybe two teams less than an hour away. Ugh, it's it, So, in other words, you're going to do a lot of driving, and you have to plan things out. So, in Arizona, you can hit... Camp after camp after camp after camp, 20 minutes away, half an hour away, whatever they are, two teams in the same complex, all of it is great. And today was a perfect example as we sit here today. So went over to, it's like you're spinning the wheels of clubhouses to go to in the morning. Because there's so many of them within driving distance. We're at Scottsdale, spoiler alert, or 
to reveal what my trip to Arizona has been. Uh, I've stayed at the Godfather's house, Joe Kelly. And so it's, it's pretty centrally located. So we, so I wake up, get up. Which clubhouse am I going to go to? Today, it was going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Go to the Arizona Diamondbacks and go to that clubhouse, talk to Brendan Fott, talk to um, Alec Thomas, talk to Jordan Lawler. So all guys, you'll all hear them. You'll hear them talking about the the difference in the feel of the Arizona Diamondbacks, what that experience meant last year. You'll hear that. We're going to have the roll, roll out those podcast baseballs and boring on the goes all right we'll throw that so you had that clubhouse then get out of the clubhouse well have to remind mike case and see if he was gonna actually come back on the podcast because they said if he didn't win the world series he was never coming back on again fortunately he forgot that promise and we sat down just outside the offices beautiful day just two guys sitting on a balcony talking about the great game of baseball that's where you're about to hear so go from there then literally walk over to the colorado rockies on the other side of the complex catch up with daniel bard daniel bard obviously we all know friend of the program doing the book daniel bard catch up with him over the rockies then talk to some other people of the Rockies. Then come back because Mike to, because we have to catch up with Tori Lovello. Tori Lovello is doing his media availability, but I didn't look at I didn't see Tori Lovello's media availability. You know why? Because I come around the corner and there's Dustin Bedroya. Dustin Bedroya is holding court with his family, with some of his fellow youth coaches. He's holding court. Then Eduardo Rodriguez comes out, former teammate. Pedroia is in full Pedroia mode, just life of the party. And one guy after the other comes out. You have Tim Bogar, who's now the double-A coach for the Arizona Diamondbacks, who was the bench coach when Pedroia back in 2012 with the Red Sox. Lavello comes out. Then Orlando Hudson comes out. And if I could just sell the video and audio of Orlando Hudson and Dustin Pedroia putting on a show, those two two. Guys who are just so unique in their energy and their approach and their witty repartee. It was unbelievable seeing them go back and forth. But one person after another, and Pedroia is entertaining him and entertaining him. It was like in this hallway. It was crazy. And then we go back up to the concourse, walk up. Pedroia's going out there, and we run into Johnny Gomes. Just there. He's just there. Johnny Gomes. So we talked to Johnny Gomes, Pedroia. Okay, now I go over the Dodgers. I'm finished over the Dimebacks. I go over the Dodgers. I walk in, and the chaos with Shohei Itani, because I don't know if you know this, he got married. You walk into the clubhouse, it was just packed ton of Japanese writers. Everyone wants to talk about to Otani about the press conference or about the wedding or about getting married. He holds this press conference, catch up with a few more Dodgers people there, set it up, and then we go back to the Godfather's house for a unbelievable conversation. A whole night of sitting there with me, Joe, Blake Trinan, Obviously, relief pitcher for the Dodgers and pitching ninja and its crew came over as well. It was, you know, for what is it? It was about for three, four hours sitting at Joe's house, just talking, pitching, telling stories. It was a day. 
It was a great day. All right, so you've heard enough from me. Heading back to Fort Myers, but it was a great, great time in Arizona. You heard the podcast, Bogarts. Also, great job by Courtney Finnegan with the Terry Francona interview. Excellent job. We talked to James Paxson. We talked, We had a lot of stuff that we were going to be rolling out next week from Arizona. But it's time to head back to Fort Myers, back to Florida. Um, but just wanted to give you sort of the lay of the land, the update of what's what. All right, rate, review, subscribe. This is a good one. Once again, Mike Hazen returns. Just two guys talking. Just two. All right. Mike Hazen, um, thank you for going back in your promise. What was my promise? Oh, you don't even remember. It was all a blur to you, the World Series. You don't remember? I don't Forget remember much. You, from, from you don't have to worry about what it. What was my promise? Your, your, your promise was that if you won the World Series, you would literally come on the podcast any second of any day. I could call you at 3 o'clock in the morning. And you would come on. And now? And if you lost, you would never come on. Oh. Ever again. You're lucky I forgot about it. But you, you kind of went, you were the GM meetings, I think. You kind of blacked out, you know? <laughs> you did black out. I did. For the month. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens. I've Stress never, gets to a I've, certain level. I don't think I've ever had a more panic text than when you forgot the sticker in your suit coat pocket. Yes. So in case people don't know, I gave you a sticker before game two. Baseball's a boring sticker. Game two of the NLCS. No. No? Game two of the World Series. Oh. You won. You won. You put it in your jacket pocket and you won. Yeah, but no, but this started yeah, the, in the, the NLCS. The other, the other, That's where this all the other started. St- the other story. That's when you first gave me the sticker, isn't it? No. You never gave me a sticker? I gave you, I gave you some things that happened. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, anyway, I gave you a sticker before game two of the of the World Series I gave Tori a sticker he put it in his hat remember because remember this is how it happened I put, he put it in his hat you put it in your jacket pocket you won the game I see you after the game and Tori starts trying to give it back out of his hat and you jumped and accosted him said don't you dare we're keeping this these stickers from here on in can I ask you a question yeah do you think people find this interesting yeah you do yeah. The stupid stuff that we do it and humani- like conjure up it in our It humanizes you. It does? Yeah. Really? It just it doesn't it doesn't like I, it doesn't doesn't make me clinically insane because I, I feel like it sounds like it's clinically insane. You well we you, we already gone through your superstition. You don't remember yeah, talking. I remember all that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But it's a good story. It's, it's what baseball's about. <laughs> good stories. And also, Mike, like, I appreciate you having me on video too after you told me that I had a face for radio. I didn't tell you that. You hinted at that. I never said that. Kinda. You literally kept saying that. You don't. No, I told you. I said you were in the top 15. <laughs> top 15. Of, 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 of you're, you're, you're perfectly <laughs> average. I we, we should get the baseball talk at some point. What do you want to know about the Arizona Diamondbacks? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we. This this podcast doesn't come with special guests. It doesn't it doesn't come with special guests. <laughs> I've never been here ever in my life. There we go. Oh man. It's an Abiel Sade who also has a sticker. Uh, so it's actually on my kid's water bottle. 
Oh, is it? Yeah, my son's water bottle. Yeah. There's, I, a, there's a time limit on this podcast. I know. I don't I can't help. You know, the, the, the clock is ticking. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, again, we're humanizing you and getting it. I appreciate it because I'm before we, we get to the meat and potatoes, which I don't even know what it is. But, again, the meat and potatoes. That's great. You're a great podcast. No, you I know am. what the meat and potatoes no, are. I, I okay. certainly know what the meat and potatoes are. But it's... but. I think that one of the problems is is that GMs or president of baseball operations, they are so robotic now, and you aren't your top fifty non-robotic GMs. <laughs> like, no, I'm your, your compliments are like overwhelming. But you know, like I, you must be a you must be like just a, a fantastic date. You know what I mean? Like you know, you are very average looking <laughs> as a human. <laughs> your top fifteen in, in looks, top five in non-robotic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Who are the other four? I know you're not going to answer that. No, you can't because you won't have any guests on your podcast. Yeah, so no, I, won't be I don't want to. People ask me that question. I, it's the same I, but thing. You, you know what I'm saying, right? I appreciate that. Yes, it's a, it's all a, it's all a, <clears throat> it's a front. It's a front to shield like the performance of me and my job. So I appreciate that. No, yes. no, but I mean, you know yeah. what? Other the other GMs is like, especially since you first came up. It's. I mean, we They're we are supposed to be yeah, like we're supposed to be professionals in our job, right? So robotic may mean like proficient and excelling mm. at making decisions and running an organization. I'm, but like, I get what you want. Yes, I'm you pro- are, I'm, am I professional yeah. in my job? You want this to be like hard knocks for no, a podcast? No, no, no. no. I, am I professional in my job? It, can I answer that honestly? Yeah, it's borderline. Okay, how so? I mean, I don't know. Because I hand out stickers. Yeah, like, and you, you think, again, like, I think it's neurotic that I think a sticker may lead us to a win, and you believe the same thing. You've told me that. Yeah. You've said a lot of things to me. Um, you've predicted some things that we're not going to get into specifics of, because we'll keep that and we'll go yeah, to our sure. graves with it. But, like, um, you have predicted things. I will give you that. You, you're, you're like the Nostradamus of podcasters. I'm... <laughs> Thank what? you. What? We're going to cut that clip. Um, <laughs> my, my, my baseball instincts are good. That's that's what that is. So, but my po- are you in the top fifteen of baseball all, yeah. instincts? Yeah, there's okay. no question. All right. Yeah, there's no. But my point is, is that we can. This is how we're going to end this. But not the podcast. But this is going to end this part of it. Is that my point is you can be a human being. You can talk like a human being, and and still be professional. And come off as professional. Again, you didn't answer, or you kind of answered a question. You didn't give me the answer I wanted. I feel like I'm professional, I'm respectful, but I'm also, I talk to you as a human being, right? Correct? Correct. Okay. This, you're talking to me as a human being. That's all I ask. I, I, I appreciate you making this podcast about you. I do. <laughs> That's usually what I do. <laughs> Xander, how awesome was I? <laughs> it's great. It's riveting. Um, riveting stuff. So I, I went in the, your Diamondbacks clubhouse, and I one of the I love the. I, I'm sorry, but I love when Tori gave me the workshop speech heading into the last year, of firing them up. We let them buy their teams and everything else, and and then then I talked to him in June, and he says, you know, like, how do you get players to believe? Because by then you had won. Now you had you've reached a pretty significant level here. Does it feel different when you walk down there? When you talk to guys, the feel in here, and I know that the the the. The word that comes out is standard. We've set the standard. We've set the standard. But it's always a feeling. It's much like when you came up in different teams, with the Red Sox or whatever it was. There was when you walked in, you had a feel for what things were. That was a very long-winded say. Does it feel any different? 
So we've had a long conversation about some of this stuff just this morning. I feel like there's a confidence that's different that comes with having success in the playoffs, both as a team and for the individuals, especially the younger kids that did it in that environment. Because I think there's always a, can I do it? Can they do it when we get to that moment in time? Like playing in the big leagues is impossible enough as it is. Playing in the big leagues at that stage against those players, against facing the best of the best, constantly getting matched up, never getting the you know the platoon advantage, always having to face that, and then coming out on top in some of those cases, and obviously not the whole way through. I think there's a confidence that comes with that and should come with that. It doesn't feel much different otherwise because we didn't win. And I think people are well aware of that, that we had some success in the playoffs. We were an 84-win regular season team. I think there's still so much to what we did last year that wasn't what we wanted to have happen. We have so much to work on, and I think that focus still remains. So that part doesn't feel any different. Like That seems like it's still right in front of us. And I think it's going to be our biggest challenge to, to, to come back from where we were and not focus on the fact that we were 3-1 short of the World Series, but more focus on the fact that we were the last team in the playoffs. Because I think that's the more realistic thing that we need to build upon, not the other way around. But at the same time, you had probably one of your more aggressive off-seasons, right? Would that, would that be fair to say? I think it's fair. And so do you feel it's much like the trade deadline? And I want to get to that a little bit, but it's much like the trade deadline in sense of those players who went through that last year see the aggressiveness. In other words, I've, we've seen plenty of teams that have success and like, oh, we're good, or we, may, we might even cut payroll, but we're good. But, but you sort of, okay, we did this, let's take the step forward. When you go into that approach, like, how does that feel? Like, does it feel like that, that the team recognizes, yeah, you know what, we, we are, I don't want to say keep up the, with the big boys because you would have to spend $700 million to do that. But we are moving ahead. That's what we did this offseason. I hope so. I don't know. You have to ask the players sort of what the reaction to that. I don't really look at doing the things that we do in the offseason. I, I get their input. I talk to them all the time. Mm. I, I don't necessarily feel like we should make decisions based on exactly what the clubhouse feels like we should do at all times because it's a you know it's not really the perspective there. I don't think in terms of. I, but 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 from my sense is like. We don't. We didn't have a choice. I mean, we were an eighty-four win team. Like we have to improve upon that team. Keep coming back to the eighty. Yeah, I'm going to fixate it on all season. Yeah. We, we we got into the playoffs in the last two days of the season. Like that's not a position I want to be in again. Mm-hmm. We do that again this year. We won't get in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. we'll we'll. It's it's just not going to work out that way. That that you know there were three teams still vying for those spots, and you're going to end up on the losing end of that if you keep putting yourself in that situation. I, I don't really want to be there in the last week of the season this year. Like I. I want to put us in a position or try to put us in a position. Obviously, you see control of what happens after you put the team together. Um, put us in a position where we're not in that. We're, 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 we're building towards the playoffs come into September as opposed to wondering if we're going to get into the playoffs. And I, I, I feel like if you look at it like we came three games short and great, we were the second team left, one of the two teams left in the entire game. Yeah, it's very easy to just say, like, oh, we'll just put it back together, roll it out, and we'll do it again. That, that's not what's going to happen. That's not how this game works. Did you feel that right I, away? I'm right, I never even doubted for a second that we were going to have to build upon that 84-win yeah. team, whether wherever that landed us in October. We spent the whole month of October worried about enjoying 2023 as it was happening, but worried about 2024 and what we were going to do. And I felt like we're, we had so many holes that we had to go in the, out there and fill that 
in, in order for us to get back to even the level that we were going to be at, we had to go out there and bring these guys in. And, and beyond that, having been in Boston with years like 13 to 14, like it, you can't just rev it back up and roll it back out and you're going to get the same results. It's just not the way the game works. The other, the other teams are improving. The other teams are working and feeling like, hey, we lost. What do we need to do to get better? You, you can't. You fall into that malaise, especially where we are as a team in the, in the win projection area and the payroll projection like we're gonna that's not gonna serve us very well Uh, uh, so we felt like we felt like we had to be aggressive we felt like the team deserved us to be aggressive we felt like our players are good our team is good this our manager is really good like we have a lot of things going for us we wanted to build upon that it's very important we've we've been to the bottom I don't ever want to go there again. Like it, 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 and we didn't try. Like we tried to win, and we got to the bottom. And I don't ever want to be there again. And so it was very important for us to do what we did. At the same time, you know, the easy thing is when the when you have such a shock and awe team in the Dodgers in your same division, it's you know that that can be a daunting thing. But even with the team, the, the narrative I would imagine for a lot of Diamondbacks fans and Diamondbacks people around, the team, like, hey, you know what? That's fine. It wasn't. It may be not that extreme last year, but we did it last year. We we can do this, and we're better this year. We're better. So I don't know. Again, what I'm asking is sort of the Dodgers shadow, and I know the easy answer is we just worry about ourselves. But you're in the same division, and my point is in baseball. I think more than ever before, ever before, Mike, that there is that. Just get us there. Just get us there, and we can do this. Yeah, I, I mean, we certainly feel that get us there and we can do it. I'm not, I think the get us there is not, yeah, yeah you go, it's not simple. It's yeah. not that simple, right? Yeah. There, we, 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 there's, only, there's only so many teams that are getting in, and there's a lot of really good teams. And there were some good teams last year that did not get in that were right next to us that ball bounces a couple days. Like, I, I just, you, that's, you got to be careful in this game. Like, that, that happens to you and you're out. And I, I don't want to be in that situation. So, like, just getting us there to me, fine. Like, if that's the that's the attitude that we're going to take, that that we can't beat the Dodgers, but I don't believe that we can't beat the Dodgers. I, obviously, they're an extremely good team. They are one of the best teams in all of baseball, if not the best team in all of baseball. We understand that. We understand what they did this offseason. We respect what they did. We respect what they always do. It's really not that much different than what they always do for us. So it's, it's not... Not didn't really shake us because we they do this every year. <laughs> They've won 100 games. They feel they feels like they win 100 games every year. It's not this isn't new for us. Um, but getting there, just getting there, and we can do it. Like to me, that that that's not just snapping our fingers and do it. we're not we're not good enough to just say that um and that's what drives me and motivates us i think in this camp to improve upon what we did last year in the regular season did, did the offseason shake out like you thought i know that's a sort of broad question i know it's never 100 percent, but you know you go in with a plan and did it feel like it shook out like it, you you had i felt like we answered a lot of the questions we needed to answer um i feel like there's still areas for us to improve upon so I don't know. Um, I, we, we, I felt like we were fairly active. I felt like we were fairly aggressive in both the trade and free agent market. Um, I, and I felt like we shored up some of the holes that I was concerned about going into the offseason. Um, but I don't think we're going to be a perfect team going into the season by any stretch of the imagination. We have a lot of work to do. But So with uh, Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez, a perfect example of now I say you sign him early. Well, now it seems like the early obscenely early considering like a lot of these starting pitchers 
when you go in, if you can take me sort of behind how that shook out, you say, this guy is a, you knew him, obviously, mm-hmm. before. This guy is a really good fit for what we need. So we want to prioritize him. Uh, we know there's other starting pitchers on the market, but we want to prioritize him. And you seems like you did, and you got him, which is, holy mackerel, some teams would, would kill for that. So is that how that, that went? We felt like, in the, especially the third base market, and the, the the starting pitching market, that those were our two biggest priorities coming into the offseason. And we really needed to focus on that as best we could. We got aggressive in the trade market right away. Um, you yeah, know, right, right after, like, er, like that was and, 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 and we we were able to pull the, the Eugenio right away, and that, that answered some questions for us right out of the bat, which was awesome uh, for us and what we were trying to do. And then and then we were able to focus on the starting pitching market, and we were fortunate to be able to sign Eduardo. I, 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 he's going to be, a I think, a real – he's a very good pitcher. He's going to be a very stabilizing impact – have a stabilizing impact on our rotation. It builds us out, strengthens, and lengthens out our rotation for where we got short last year. I think it's probably the biggest reason it cost us the World Series in the end. Um, and that's on me. You beat yourself. I've heard you say this. Because it's a fact. Oh. It's a fact. When you're running bullpen games in game four of a World Series and LCS, like, that's not great. Not great. But stuff happens. It Okay. Our job is to be in front of stuff happening. Right. I mean, that's our job. That's literally what we're here to do. All right. If otherwise, like, I mean, whatever. I, I'll just leave now and go on vacation. <laughs> that's true. Can I just shut it down? I'll, I'll, I'll take it to the house. You get, I'll see it. I'll, get after the next five minutes. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll see you in November and let me know how it shakes out. I, I will say this is when I do one of the things I do remember doing at, is an interview with you before game one of the Philly series. And you were talking about the deadline, and you're just like, that was on me. Like, I tried, I failed. This is, you know, obviously before the World Series. I tried to get another starter. I didn't do it. Um, But one of the things that I, when the trade deadline comes up, and I give you credit, I'm going to build you up right now. Congratulations. (laughs) After saying you're only top 15. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But I I, I yearn for this, by the way. So let me. Well, it's a good way to start the day. Okay. Um, I want more decision makers to say what you said which is my goal heading into the year was if we were there to make sure that uh, we did something at the deadline like that we were going to be a buyer at the deadline whether you know or at least try that was my i remember you saying that that i i vowed that that would be a thing and that's not always an easy thing to do right it's like oh well maybe we're in it maybe we're not but I mean, am I wrong? Am There's I a real that? psychological impact on the deadline, in my opinion, yeah. in the clubhouse. Yeah. There's a real psychological impact. Yeah. Like, if you're going to say that you're in it, and then I don't do anything, it's it's hard. And and now look, like, I will stand up there if there's something that is, it, everything that's available to you is ridiculous from a long-term perspective that you're, I mean, they're, they're, again, I, I've always said this, there's a difference between being aggressive and being reckless. Mm-hmm. As soon as I start acting reckless, like, long-term organization, and, and that long-term, everyone's like, oh, what are you worried about five, ten years from now? Like, mm-hmm. you, you and I probably won't even be here, right? Probably six feet under, me and you, no? Just me? No. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> so I'm in the best. We're both in the best shape of our lives. <laughs> yeah, right. We are. Right. We keep telling ourselves that. Um, I think that it's not. That's not even what it is. Like you could end up in that situation six months away. And like, look, from a, being or, responsible for the organization, you still have to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. So I think being reckless is not the way. 
I think doing this job should be should be viewed. No. Um, it makes get you more clicks, like it's better, right? Yeah. For, like, 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 but but being aggressive to me is important. That you know, I, we all love prospects, right? Everybody loves their prospects. We all we value our prospects higher than any other team does. Like yeah. everyone falls into that same into that same mindset. There's a time and a place where that your major league team needs you to to bring stuff into the clubhouse because they need help going through that 162 game grind mm. and we felt at that, that t- and, and look when you lose for six straight years it makes it much easier to reconcile in your mind that this is why you do this job is to go buy at the deadline mm. it's, why, it's why you do your job yeah. like there's no other reason to be here uh, honestly like everything's important in what we do but there's no other reason to be here than to go buy at the deadline because that's when you know you're pushing towards something that could be great and and we we felt very strongly that no matter what was happening on a night in night out basis that this team had played so well for the first three months and we were terrible in the end of June and July but that this team was in the hunt here or there uh, I think we'd fallen out of the wild card spot at that time but we felt like this team deserved for us to go out and be aggressive and Getting Paul probably more than any other transaction. We, I mean, I've talked about Tommy. I've talked about Jace, other other guys that we brought back at the deadline. But getting Paul for the bullpen, for where our bullpen was at, was probably the single biggest thing that impacted our team oh, moving yeah. forward. Yeah. And by the way, I sat next to him at dinner last night. Really? Yeah, he looks like he's in the best shape of his life. Everybody's in the best shape of their life besides uh, you and uh, I. Well, <laughs> but, but it's but yeah. Last year was, and, and I think we've talked about. It, I've, I've certainly talked about it with others. Like. Last year was a reckless deadline. Like that was, that was a. If you want to get reckless, jump on in. <laughs> like right, especially when it came to starting pitchers. Right, it's it's it's. So you can beat yourself up over it, but I'm just telling you. Like I just, whether you did something or you didn't something, I just like the fact that you said that was a goal of mine. So yeah, it continues to be a goal. Yeah. It, it and and the way the playoffs are structured, the way the world is relatively flat. I've said, I said this last year. I think the competitive. The competitive landscape in baseball has not been like this in a long time. Mm. I think it's better than it's been in a long time. Mm. It's great for the game. I think the reason why the game is moving in the direction it's moving. Um, and and so you're going to see more of that. You're going to see more teams in it at the deadline, which should spur more activity, which is going to push the prices on buyers. Yeah, well, I was going to say, it's yeah, a, the flip side of that. It, yeah. Okay, yeah. but... That's all right. You know what I mean? Business. The cost of doing business. And yeah. sometimes you got to pony up and do the, the cost of doing business, even though, you know, look, you never, you, sometimes you don't feel good about some of the stuff you're doing. And, and you never really know how it's going to play. I mean, we lost nine games in a row, I think, in and around the deadline. Plus, you know, after, after, I, that's, that's not a great feeling. Yeah. But, but as you said, the fact of the matter is that you probably, you don't get to where you go without making that deal. You don't get, we wouldn't have gotten where we go without, the bullpen as it's set up after Paul got into the closer role and pushed everybody down one spot and everybody took off underneath him and then obviously he's who he is which mm. we're incredibly fortunate to have him mm. um, that I think that set that team up and you saw what we did in the playoffs like short the starting pitcher we won the game in the CS in game four of the CS like you know cost us in the World Series but I, without them in the bullpen and, you know and, and, and then how we even won that game, I, I don't really know. Who's your pick to click? To me, on this team. Why would we walk in there? I mean, we can say it now. It's always good. I hate to say this. Oh, you don't? You don't want to single out anybody. I don't like to single out anybody. Who do, who do you... Who looks good? It's, it's complimenting a player. It is complimenting, but it's complimenting one player to the to the, to the exclusion. a lot of pressure on him? A little bit. Right. But it is what it is. We've got to deal with that, right? 
I think Alec Thomas is going to have a really good to him year. Today. Yeah. He has a sticker. <laughs> you told me you weren't going to tell me who you gave I the know, stickers to. I know, but now that you said it, oh, I feel like I, I, I hinted him to the right person. And now that we both talked about it, no, he'll yeah, be good. we ruined no, he'll the magic. Be good. We ruined the magic. Did, no. How did you just learn me into doing that? <laughs> it's, it's. I think Alec is. My, you, but, I think Alec is one of those players yeah. who's extremely talented. He works extremely hard. He's an elite defender. He is is a, is coming into as an offensive player that the a number the area of at bats where these young kids, especially the high school kids, like start to really figure out what the other side is doing to them and they start to answer back and that's that's what I think my instincts are keen you know that I, I right I've already you, you I'm, should on, feel I'm good on the record about, here you should, I'm on the record you should feel good about Alex Thomas last thing well, how was Tory's speech compared to last year which speech but, you know, you get everybody together. He wasn't standing in front of everybody with a bottle of champagne screaming. It wasn't. You didn't, you didn't say. He did you didn't not put do the that. stool in the middle of the room. No, <laughs> he didn't do that. No, no. no uh, uh, his uh, speech yeah. was the exact same as last year. It was. Mm-hmm. Did he say let them buy their teams? Nope. Oh, he said all of them. Fine. All right. Wait. When did he tell you that? Last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he didn't say that. Okay. He is fixated on us being a good baseball team. And in this spring training, putting all the work in that needs to happen for us to be the best baseball team we can be, mm-hmm. and I respect that tremendously. That's a good approach because because again, like I think number one thing that the thing that taught it should teach us more than anything else last year is like it's not coming up three wins short of the title; it's coming one win ahead of yes. getting in, and we need to create more space this year going in and not putting ourselves in that position long term, and that. In order to do that, we need to play better for 162. Did you just show no, like no. my shoes and no, no, no. I was just, no. Like I'm just checking, checking what my 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 levels. Oh, <laughs> your levels are fine. Yeah, no, it's good. I like that. You got me fired up. I'm glad I really? came here today. Yeah, it's that easy. Kind of is. Honestly, What's like your base level? I was talking to Dustin the other day, and in mid conversation, you'll appreciate this. We're talking, and he's, you know, you can imagine what he's talking about. But it's like, he's talking, he's talking, he's talking. And then I hear the kids, and they, wait, 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 what? I'm good at everything. And then (laughs) (laughs) it just keeps going. Yeah, anyway, so, yeah, no, I'm staying at, uh, I'm staying at a rival's house. Oh. Joe Kelly. Oh, yeah. That's your, he's your he's co-author. Your, he's your co-author. Yeah. 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 So, That's awesome. Good for you. Congratulations. That is free. Was that like dropping, like humble bragging? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to cut that part out too. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 